Welcome to the ReChurch Podcast. This is Tyler Armstrong, the student pastor at 12th Street Baptist Church in Rambosity, Alabama, with our lead pastor, Thomas Winborn. We are asking the question, how can we become the church that Jesus intended? All right, y'all. What's up, everybody? Happy afternoon, morning. I don't know when you're listening to this. Who really knows? But I hope that you're doing well. I'm inside the Thomas Winborn's office. How's it going today, man? Doing good, man. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing good. I just tried to record the podcast and realized my mic was off. And so... <laughs> yeah, I think I noticed that. <laughs> yeah, man. I was there. I was, going, I was like, hey. And I was like, Thomas, man, another sound's coming through. And Thomas looked at me and said, um, your mic's off. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> did my mic had an on switch. And That's so, what I'm here for, man. Oh, dude, I appreciate it, man. So yeah. um, Thomas has been coming up with these questions, these new questions that we're asking. And so, yeah, um, so here we go. Here's the first one. <laughs> uh, uh, why don't I get to ask? Well, because you usually ask, so I'm going to ask. I came up with a question. <laughs> What's one stupid thing you've done for fun? Oh, man. Okay, so when I was 15, 16 years old, I bought a water balloon launcher, like made out of surgical hose. Um, we got a radar gun on it one time and we shot a water balloon 104 miles an hour. Wow. I mean, and so, yeah, dude. And we had like, we, and so like, we invested some like serious money into this. So being the 16 year olds that we were, we were like, Hey, it would be really funny to shoot these off of a balcony at the beach. At random people on the beach. Make sure we're clear. Fun to shoot them. Not fun to get shot by them. Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't think we hit anybody directly. The only thing that we hit directly that trip was, um, and, and I'm about to confess to a crime, so I'm sorry. Uh, we went on a parking deck uh, at the beach, <laughs> and there was a very famous restaurant. That, Thomas knows the restaurant that I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, fa- literally my favorite restaurant. It's the restaurant I took my wife to eat at before I asked her to marry me. I don't, and I hope that's not on Facebook anywhere because y'all are going to go look it up and try to figure <laughs> out where this was. Um, there was a hole in the sign, and this is really funny. This was, I mean, when did y'all get engaged? Uh, that would have been 2009. Dude, I'm. Uh, that's really funny because this is the year that this happened. <laughs> There's a hole. There was a hole in the sign of this really famous restaurant from a water balloon because we shut it off. Parking. You know day. that place burned down. What? Yeah. Dude, no. Yeah. Dude, that was such now a good restaurant. Knows what we're talking about, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite restaurant. Now. All right. Well, uh, the statue of limitations is up, and so um, <laughs> we hope. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Have you seen anything on the news? All right. What's one stupid thing you've done for fun? So then? I used to go with my friends, and uh, we were really bored and trying to find stuff to do that was fun. And so we would park on the um, East Gadsden side of the Megan Street Bridge that goes across the Coosa. Yeah. And we would crawl up in the underwork of the bridge and jump off the bridge into the Coosa River. How deep is it right there? I don't know. I didn't hit the bottom. That's not a too terrible of a high jump if you're calling a I mean it's probably like it's probably like a ten meter platform kind of jump. Yeah, I mean you know I mean I mean I mean I mean it is a distance. Yeah, it's like 30, 40 feet. Yeah, 30, maybe, 40 feet. Like okay, it's not so, that bad. So when when I looked at the notes, it said jumped off the Megan Bridge, I was sitting there thinking, Holy crap. Yeah, it's you jumped high, off the top of Megan Bridge? Like I thought you were jumping like <laughs> off the bridge. Yeah, but I mean you're you're, you're I mean I mean you're off the you bridge. Might be, you might be ten feet less. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to go find the platform. Yeah. I'm not going to jump. It's not a platform. I mean, we crawled up, you know, like they're going to work on the bridge yeah. where you would be, and then we jumped out of that. That's a that's pretty dope, dude. Yeah. It was, I mean, it wasn't that bad. I love then. to jump off things. I probably wouldn't do it now. Yeah, I love to a, jump off A, it's illegal. Things. B, it's stupid. <laughs> yes. But I wouldn't do well, it Well, especially right there, man. I mean, because, like, I mean, there's boats crossing underneath yeah, there dude, and all yeah. kinds of, I mean, they're, they're, that's a very highly trafficked area. A lot of current. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so what's one stupid thing you've done for fun? Man, that was a good one. All right. I think I win, though. All yeah. right. So. 
Um, I'm going for stupid. All right, so no, so so I'm gonna use this one. So so my man put this. He said, "What's the most recently downloaded song?" And I and I looked at Thomas. I said, "Bro, it's 2020. Who downloads music now, man? We just stream and stuff." I said, "I do, man." Because I mean, <laughs> here's the thing, right? I can stream it, but what happens when I'm in a space where I can't stream as fast, or I don't want interruptions, and I just want to find the song yeah. on my phone or whatever? Yeah, like, I mean, I download songs. Yeah, I mean, I got some downloaded songs on my Spotify, but I yeah. mean, like, I don't sit there and just like go through and like, oh, I'm gonna download this album. Like, no, if I really really like something, we'll listen to a lot. I'll download it. Yeah, or I'll just search it on Spotify. Spotify and like it. You can do that. All right, sweet. All right. So, sweet. by the way, then, so who would be your most recently streamed song? Man, so Adam Swan turned me on this, like, turned me onto these bands, onto onto this band, uh, the Turnpike Troubadours. Uh, the song is uh, "Good Lord Lori." I was listening to it earlier playing uh, disc golf. Did you and just so throw Adam under the bush, the the bus, because you didn't want to take responsibility for the band? No, I don't care. I mean, I like the band, and so um, <laughs> I actually, it's kind of funny. Like, I, the first time I heard him play was when they were doing the. Um, the Takeout Tuesdays during the pandemic, yeah, yeah, yeah. him and um him and I think his name's Reagan Riley. I, think it's, I don't remember his name anyway. So um it's one of his buddies. They were doing these uh takeout these takeout things on live on Facebook and taking tips for the restaurants that were closed. It was yeah. a really cool thing he yeah. was doing. And uh, when they were playing at Hector's, which is one of the best restaurants in town in my hometown in Atala, Alabama, Hector's Cafe, it's incredible. They played this song, and I was like, man, I really like this song. And man, just great storytelling band. They're very country though, and so I really enjoy I, it. I actually think Hector's is in the city limits of Gadsden. No, absolutely not. I, I think it's in that little enclave. I, I would <laughs> absolutely. I'm pretty not. sure it might be. And if it is. <laughs> I'm protesting tomorrow. All right, outrage culture here it comes. Because Gadsden sneaks in and gets that whole area right there no, before you get to the interstate. Down. Not that far down. Uh, maybe not. No, it cuts, off, not. it cuts off before Walmart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. El Patron right. is yeah. in, and, and they can have. No, not El Patron. Uh, Old Metzco. Yeah, and they yeah. can have Old Metzco. That's yeah. fine. You can keep it, Gadsden. <laughs> I have El Patron on my side. All right. <laughs> Don't be trying to take stuff from Metalla, bro. Found a trigger. Another <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, bro. What about you? What's the most recently downloaded stream uh, song? It's uh, My Hero by the Foo Fighters. Dude, I love the Foo Fighters. They're excellent, man. Yes. They are cross-cultural. They are cross-generational. Yes. They are good, man. Um, shout out to Kevin Horton, who was my baseball coach and chemistry teacher during test. He used to <laughs> li- listen to music during test while we were taking a test, and it was always like Nirvana, Stone Temple Pilots. Oh, I love STP, um, man. Gosh, who else? Um, Stone Sour. Pearl Stone? Jam. Yeah, Pearl Jam was group. in there. Yeah. Um, and then Foo Fighters and yeah. Nirvana. And all that them. was the uh, unholy trinity of music was Nirvana, <laughs> STP, and uh, Pearl Jam yes. back my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, he, he he probably graduated close to the same year as yeah, you did. Yeah. And so, like, um, it was Foo Fighters, man, like um, Everlong. Oh, like, yeah, I didn't that, mean, that's when, the second last song I listened to <laughs> on my – Dude, I, I would be yeah. sitting there taking a chemistry test, and I'd be like, hello. You know, like, yeah. yes. Gosh, so good. All right. What's, what's, what, what's one ahead. place you wish you could go to for an extended amount of time? All right, so I'm going to be the typical white dude. Um, I'm going to say Colorado. Um, there's great disc golf out there. Um, and honestly, I just wanted to just go to Colorado. I think it's funny that there's great disc golf <laughs> in a place where they recently legalized marijuana. Dude, I, listen, man. <laughs> I saw this. Uh, I, t- I was still on Thomas for the episode. Um, I saw this tweet the other day, and it said, um, "Colorado <laughs> is where uh, where guys go when they're in a midlife crisis in their twenties." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, uh, people that are listening in now. A minute ago, when he said Twitter, he didn't say Twitter. He said Twitter. I, I, dude, I said Twitter. I, I it's not to like say, a Trump statement. When I was looking at my Twitter, <laughs> when I was looking at my Twitter, Thomas said, "All right, Boomer." <laughs> uh, I can't believe I said Twitter. I was trying to say I saw this tweet, and I combined them. So, so the right. place I would pick is Fiji. Mm-hmm. Uh, totally selfish. I want to go to a place where I can speak some French, where I can hang out on the beach, 
surf and meet people to share Jesus and go scuba diving when I'm not surfing. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. Yeah. If I had a place I'd go for an extended amount of time. Yeah. What did you say earlier? Check out, uh, write a paper on the evangelical impact of fish. Under yeah, <laughs> that's if I use it for a sabbatical. <laughs> yeah. I would have to write a paper on the evangelical impact of the island of Fiji and especially of its impact on the sea life. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, there you go. What's a book you enjoyed reading that has politics in mind? So this isn't necessarily a political book, um, but I, I would use it, though. Ethics for a Brave New World. Um, Brave New World. A Brave New World was a book that was written about kind of like, you know, this new culture. And uh, the Feinberg brothers, which are both believers, wrote this book called Ethics for a Brave New World. And this is why I say this. I believe that our ethics have to shape the way we vote. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, sure. um, especially as believers. And so when we come to the voting booth, when we come to politics, our ethics should shape that. And yeah, so yeah. I think, I mean, an ethic, te- an ethics te- textbook, which I mean, it's a pretty hefty read. Um, it was probably my favorite book I got in seminary. I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I really enjoyed it. So what about you, brother? So mine is in the politics range, but it's not a book on politics. It's actually kind of, for most people, probably a boring book. It's really thick, a lot of statistics. It's called More Guns, Less Crime Mm -hmm. by John R. Lott. And he basically does all this statistical research and lines it all out, lays it all out, and then draws conclusions from the statistical research and basically shows that in places where there are more people who have weapons legally, there actually is much lower crime rates. Yeah. And so um, he uses that with major cities. He doesn't just look at like Wichita, Kansas versus New York City. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. He looks at that with like major urban areas versus uh, other major urban areas and then the rural areas versus other rural areas. It's a really, really good book. It's a really thick read, but it's super informative yeah. and points to the need for us not to limit. Uh, legal use and ownership of firearms yeah. if we want to have super safe strong to live. Second Amendment advocacy. It is, it is. Yeah. And, and, and he didn't c- intend to write that. I mean, he is a he's an acclaimed professor. I mean, he, he's not somebody that just had an agenda. Yeah. Uh, he researched and found the results and then, and then wrote a book on it. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start diving into um, some of the Q&A questions over the next few weeks as we uh, kind of go into this. And some of these, like we said earlier, are going to take an entire episode. And this is one of them. Uh, this is a question from a church member. Uh, she said this, what would y'all say the ideal environment is for heart change? The Sunday service, Sunday meeting, uh, Sunday schools, meeting uh, homes, meeting in homes, or meeting outside the walls of the church and the community. So uh, let's talk about that, Thomas. What is the ideal environment for heart change? So I would say a combination of all of those okay, I would be yep. the place where I would say. And so uh, I would say you need to gather under the preaching of the word. Mm-hmm. So you need to gather on Sunday morning in the building if, if you can. And right now, a lot of people aren't doing that. And that's okay, given the circumstances. Let me interrupt you and ask you this. Why is that important for heart change? Like, why is gathering underneath the preached There's word? There's just something different about being in the room with someone who is expositing the word of God, where the Holy Spirit is driving and directing that preaching um, hopefully an anointed preacher in that moment of the Word of God under the unction of the Holy Spirit is preaching the Word of God to the hearts of men and women in the room, and you're in the same place where the Holy Spirit is working in you at the same time. It's like it, it really is a conversation, even if the people in the room aren't generally speaking back to the preacher. Yes. So I think that's really important, and I think it's important to do that, to submit under that authority, because together, when you do that together, there's something unique that happens there than if you just, like, all separately read something that's truth about the Scriptures. Yes. I think that, um, you know, I mean, when I, when I read the Scriptures, 
you look at when the body gathers, yeah. right? And I mean, and, and especially like in the book of Acts, you know, when the book of Acts, well, the spirit does something when the body is congregationally, you know, in community together, you know, yeah. as one. Yep. And that's one thing that, you know, this pandemic has been very hard on us because yeah. we haven't seen a lot of that. Like, yep. you know, it's, it's, no it's, I mean, even now it's, it's still difficult because we have some, we have so many people gathering online. We have people gathering, you know, driving church, church where you're outside on the same location, but, but not together. You're, you're not, I mean, you're together, but not together. And so, yeah. I mean, it's, there's something about, like you said, sitting underneath the preached word, but also just, I mean, worshiping together, singing together at like the service well, in general, enjoying the Lord's supper together. Oh yeah. Man. I mean, that's I a huge it. part of it, you yeah. know, and we're not doing that now either. And so those are hard, but that's, that's a big reason for that. I think you also have to include, I wouldn't just say Sunday school. I would say small groups uh-huh. um, that can be in this building or outside this building. In fact, I encourage people, if you want to be a healthy believer, you need to gather under the preached word in a large group you know, environment. You need to be a part of a small group, a healthy small group mm-hmm. that is focused around not new information as much as transformation. Yeah, heart transformation. Yeah, so working on how do we apply these truths. <coughs> That's what should be having in that group. And then I would encourage you, if you really want to be seeking life change and um, uh, heart change, you want to be a part of what I might call a smaller discipling group of the same gender. Yeah. So like four, five, six at the max, probably more like three or four guys or three or four ladies together um, studying the word, talking about where they are in life, praying for one another in a more intimate kind of context where you yeah. can talk about things you couldn't talk about in a small group with mixed gender, but you can do there, especially for accountability. For sure. In our current, you know, in our current, well, our I say current or pre our pre COVID church structure. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to another podcast where he was like, "Yeah, man, I took my kids to do this," and he said, "Well, before COVID, like, yeah. you know, and so <laughs> right. um, like it's like it's like ADBC." Um, and so, but you know, pre COVID, you know, we had Sunday school, like you know, and I think that Sunday school has a lot of merit and it's very good oh, at sure. our church. It's wonderful at our church. But the thing that I've noticed the most is that inside our Sunday school environment, sometimes what I, what I was seeing and what I was kind of observing was there was a lot of information communicated. Yeah. You know, I mean, and, 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 and I'm not taking a dig at Sunday school, so I please don't like, don't see it as sure. that. It's just that environment has always been education, information, doing those things, which is not a bad thing. No. I mean, a gathering new information is not a bad thing. But once again, when we read the scriptures, you know, the education should lead to heart transformation. So like when we do like a study on systematic theology or anything like we're yeah. doing like on Wednesday nights with our students right now, um, online and in person, we're doing a study on doctrine, like what every Christian should believe. And one thing I've been helping Luke and Olivia to see is like, listen, if this does not lead to heart change, if we don't communicate, Hey, this, this is why this matters in this. Like we talked about the Trinity. Well, why does it matter that we know God as Trinity? Well, that's how He revealed Himself as, and that's how we can know Him. Yeah. And so, and so, like, though, like communicating for heart change in those things. And so, well, that's um, the thing, right? Is let's just take one yeah. of our Sunday mornings prior to COVID, and let's say we have our men's ministry going on that day for a breakfast together. So, what happens is we come in a room, we eat breakfast, some guy gets up and talks. Yeah. We take in information. A guest speaker. Yeah, a guest yeah. speaker. We take in information. Yes. Then we go to the early service to modern worship, and in there, we listen to another guy talk about new information from the word mm-hmm. holy spirit led hopefully right yes um and then we leave there and we go sit in another sunday school room and hear a dude talk 
and we're taking in information. Mm-hmm. But where's the environment where we are supposed to work together as the body of Christ on how we're meant to change? Yeah. Letting the Spirit sanctify so our hearts if we together. Spend, yeah. If you look at the t- amount of time spent in a given environment, it will declare to you what is most important in that environment. And in all those environments, what's most important is information being delivered. Yeah, and, and, and one of the reasons why is because I think so many times is we think that that information knowing more yeah. means power and no not 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 necessarily power but but, you, but necessarily uh, knowing more means I'm further down the road than what Yeah, but yeah. here's the truth is most of us in Sunday school have heard those lessons and stories 10 times, yeah. 20 times, and we know that it hasn't always led to change in us. It's information. Yeah. Uh, information doesn't always lead to transformation. And so how do we then pr- create space? Maybe you should transfer information in the first 15 minutes of the class and spend the last 45 minutes of the class gathering to talk about how you can live this out and why this is important or here's where my struggle is that. How do I overcome that? Because then together, as the body together, you can grow more and be transformed more. That's what those smaller groups do yes. that we're talking about that some of us are a part of. So here's the thing. You may think, well, I could never preach, um, or I'm, I couldn't, I'm not called to preach, and I don't feel like I have enough information in my head or learning or a good speaker have to teach a small group on a Sunday morning, yes. but I could sit across the table from four to five other people and say, hey, um, here's a passage I read. I think it's saying this. What do you guys see here that would disagree with that, and then how do we live this out? Yeah. You know, we could do that easily. Yeah, so Thomas, across the table Thomas conversation. Thomas calls these D groups, which, yeah. which you know, we see that we see that language used. Uh, Robbie Galati uses that language. I know they're church. To me, it's disciple making. Yeah, disi- yeah, discipleship groups or yeah. D groups or life groups or whatever you want to call them. I mean, um, I know Thomas is in a D group right now. I mean, like, yep. you know, like, Tuesday mornings. Yes, yeah, Tuesday yeah, mornings. Early. And so I think that you know, the question was, what would y'all say the ideal environment is for heart change? I think, like as you said, I would agree with you. Each one of these aspects contributes to a different part of heart change. Yep. Does that make sense? Yep. I mean, even I mean, even there's environment here that we need to think about, like the the, the individual moment, yep. like, like that, that, that individual right, environment where, where 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 you're sitting there in the moment with the word open, letting the Lord speak to you through His word and by His Spirit. And so, like I think that each one of these contribute. But I would also say this: if you're elevating one above the other. Yeah, to then, the detriment of yeah, the other. Yeah, to the detriment of the other. I think that and in different seasons it's gonna be different, right? Well, I mean, yeah, like, but let's put it in perspective like yeah. this. Would you ever look at your body and say, Hey, the circulatory system is the most important system, but the nervous system, eh, it's okay if it's not working that great. You know, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Absolutely. You want to be healthy, yes. all systems have to be in place. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to be healthy, you need to be a part of a large group gathering under the word, you need to be a part of a small group gathering, which if you don't do a lot of application in there for transformation they need to have that d group that smaller group which Mm -hmm. i'd argue for anyway for more accountability yes and then you need to have your personal time with the lord as well and maybe if you have family that family time with the lord which is a different environment again so i I think all these are important and like you're saying none of them can be reduced unless you bring detriment to one and we know that that's not a healthy system no uh, there's a church there's a really big uh mega church in atlanta and kind of their motto is, is, is circles are better than rows. Yeah, that's right. Like, 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 yep. they, like they say that. And in a way, I agree with that. Like, you know, I'm like, yes, in certain environments. Sure. Right? Like, I mean, I would say that. I mean, and the reason why we do rows and all this stuff is like, you know, bringing people in and all this. But essentially what they're saying is we can talk across to one another rows. You can't talk to, per- to the back of a person's head. And so, yep. but at the same time, 
that, in my opinion, I would say this guy is, in a way, devaluing the Sunday service. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, like that congregational body gathered together and then breaking out into those smaller groups and those things. And I just want to help to, to, to help people understand, even if you don't know much, you know something if you sat under the word last week. Yes. Take that, look at it a little more, pray over it, and then pour that into somebody else's life that's been mm. that's important to you or go sit down at a table at Jack's at six in the morning and talk about it with some other dudes or some other ladies yeah. and say, man, how can we live this out? How are you doing with this? Where do you struggle? How can I pray for you in that struggle? And they say, oh, he prayed for me like this. Don't say I'll pray for you. Stop and pray for them right yes. then, you know, or with your family, uh, you know, repent in front of your kids. Yes. You know, share the truth. This is how I failed you. I'm really sorry. I hope you forgive me. Will you forgive me? Ask and then repent to them and pray and ask God for help in that. And then pray over your kids. Pray for their repentance. Pray for them to be able to walk in holiness. Uh, these are all these environments are necessary. Anytime we're without one of those environments, we're leaning into an unhealthy way. Yeah. And I think that like one thing that we need to like really think about when we go into this is when we look at these environments and we say, okay, what part of my heart needs to be changed? Like, you know, like, and, and, and then as we are sitting underneath the preached word, we go, man, okay, that really hit this part of my heart. We go into the smaller group and say, hey, listen. That, that, that man, what what was said in that sermon? You know, I just realized the spirit. You know, just by the word of God, it just impacted that part of my heart. Can you pray for me in this way? I mean, like you yeah, said, yeah, sure. I think that like I think that there's so much more self awareness that as we talked about at the very beginning of this pandemic. You know, yeah, yeah. go back and listen to that episode where we talked about the value of self awareness, knowing those things about yourself. And let me tell you all this too. Um, I did this for the first time. I don't know if you saw this. Well, you probably didn't see this because I was running live stream in the back on Sunday. And I had my Facebook pulled up beside it, and it was kind of confusing me because, like, you know, we have, like, a 15, 20-second delay, and so I'm yeah, sitting there yeah. trying to watch and all this. Um, but I put in the I put in the note, I put in the comment section on Facebook, I was like, hey, listen, if you need Thomas's notes, if you'd like his notes, please email me. I've had so many people email me this week oh, asking awesome. for asking for Thomas's notes. That's great. Y'all, like, if you need Thomas's notes or my notes or whoever's preaching's notes, reach out to someone well just just email hope at 12th.co yes and karen will get them to yeah, you or hope. reach out to me or tyler, tyler a at 12th.co thomas w at 12th.co i mean it's just our name with our last initial yeah um charles t at 12th.co tracy g at 12th.co i mean like whatever you want i mean whatever you need from us but i love that because i was sitting there going like these people like we that we're doing this new series called how to study the bible in this current moment yep. they are they are they heard this and they go man that was so good. I need the note so I can dive in deeper. Right. And yeah. you can use that. Uh, we're about to go crazy. You can use that in your small groups when you're talking to one another. Yes. You don't have to have a curriculum. Or in your personal time or alone with the yes. Lord. Yes. Yes. I mean, they're, they're usually replete with other scriptures that support what we're talking about. Yes. You can break those down some of the day, you know, so it's really good. But I think this kind of covers it. And I think this is where we need to get to is how do we grow? Yeah. And this is a big part of it. Thinking holistically. Don't think like a Greek mindset that we all are taught in here. Think Hebraically. Think like a Hebrew. What does think, that mean? So that means don't think like a Greek who breaks things down into four parts, ten parts. Mm -hmm. Think of it in holistically. If we're not That's holy, good. if we're not all of us holy, like, like the whole entirety of us, uh, of our body, of our life, yeah. our mind, holy our spiritual life. Yeah. If, if we're not, yeah. If we're not holistically trying to be healthy, then we're really not being healthy. Yeah. I'm right there with you, man, and I think that that's something that we could close on. And so, don't think like a Greek. Think like a Hebrew. Think like Jesus. <laughs> think like Jesus. What? All right, as a believer, crazy. That is a <laughs> crazy. Don't don't be doing that. Well, y'all, be sure to tune in next week as we uh, continue on through uh, this rechurch podcast, asking the question: How can we be the church that Jesus intended? Peace out.